Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your local spring enthusiast, Stephen Payton. The date is the 12th of March 2021. Let's get into it. And kicking things off this week, the furor around... Furor? Furor? Yeah. Around a Scottish Labour candidate dropped by the party for the crime of saying that there should be a second referendum. Holly Cameron was standing for the Glasgow Kelvin constituency for Scottish Labour when she said in an interview with the Sunday National that she believed a second vote on Scottish independence could take place in the next parliamentary term. She went on to say that it should be held when the public wants. But that was, quote, not something I am going to be putting on my leaflets. Unfortunately for Holly, there are no longer any leaflets to not put that onto. After voicing her opinion, which, by the way, is extremely reasonable that Scots should have the right to hold a referendum when they choose to do so, she was promptly dropped from the Labour slate. And why? Because now the Scottish Labour Party were not convinced that she would fall in line with the party whip. The thing is, though, if you look at the details, nothing Holly said is actually counter to Scottish Labour's proposed position. Not really. The party, after all, claimed to support Scotland's right to choose to hold another referendum. She just disagreed with when we should hold it. She thinks sooner. Anna Sarwar, the party leader, hopes later. Which raises the question, is Scottish Labour full of it in their so-called support for the right to choose? I would say yes, to be honest. It's a throwaway promise that the party are using to kick a second referendum down the road indefinitely. Oh yes, there should be a second referendum, if the people want it, but not now. It's some undefined point in the future, except there will never be a right time to hold it for Scottish Labour, it seems, and having an opinion on when that should be is enough to see yourself removed from the candidate slate. The SNP candidate, also standing in Glasgow Kelvin, Cockham Stewart, said in response that... Anna Sarwar has failed his first test of leadership by making it abundantly clear that any Labour supporters who believe that the people of Scotland have a democratic right to choose their own future are not welcome in his party. Neil Findlay, a Scottish Labour regional MSP for Lothian, also branded the decision absolutely outrageous, and he was not alone in his condemnation. Findlay also pointed out that Holly Cameron was selected by members of her constituency and that Her views chime with many Labour voters and with the views expressed by myself, Monica Lennon and many members. Which really brings me back to an early point I'm sure you've heard on earlier episodes, namely that I think Monica Lennon would have actually been pretty good for Scottish Labour and given them a chance at being relevant again. But of course, it being the smart choice, Scottish Labour went the other way. And it doesn't really end there either. Uh, Another Scottish Labour candidate, who as far as I'm aware hasn't been removed from the list just yet, pointed out that according to a YouGov survey, 57% of Scottish Labour voters also support a second referendum. Mercedes Villalba made the point on Twitter, and again, she's not wrong, it's more of the same head-in-the-sand attitude that left Scottish Labour increasingly irrelevant here. Patrick Harvey, the Scottish Green Party's Glasgow Kelvin candidate, also slammed the decision, saying it seems that Anna Sarwar has decided that there is no place in the Scottish Labour Party for candidates who support letting the people of Scotland choose our own 
future. Yup. And in other news this week, there's been another poll, but no, stop that, stop that. It's it's less it's less than great news. The last two polls would suggest that support for independence has slipped back a little, though the means by which one of the polls was conducted is in question, namely that the most recent Savanta Commerce poll did not weight its results for voter turnout. That being said, there were no such quibbles over the following poll from YouGov, which showed a similar trend. Savanta Comras have said that more polling data will be coming soon, uh, though, so we'll, we'll, we'll know if these are outliers or indicative of broader trends. And finally, this week, the Scottish Government have accused the Tories of systematically attacking devolution in a new report that has been published. After Brexit, the UK Internal Market and Devolution report says that the UK Government and Parliament are now regularly legislating in devolved areas and fiddling with the powers of the Scottish Parliament, all without the Parliament's consent. On top of this, Scotland's elected representatives have repeatedly been ignored by the UK government throughout the Brexit process, and look how well that's been handled. Of course, the UK Internal Market Bill was mentioned in the report also, this being the bill that will allow the UK government to impose standards across the UK that will overwrite decisions made in devolved parliaments. If England wants to lower the standards on food, then too bad, Scotland has to do it as well. UK ministers can also extend the controversial market access principle to NHS Scotland. And so this is where we are. Opponents of independence talk about new powers for the Scottish Parliament and a federal UK, but they fail to acknowledge one key thing. Under Westminster, this really is as far as we come. Those things sound nice in principle. It's not what I would choose. I'm independence all the way, baby. But yeah, they will remain in principle only. What we actually have now is a Westminster government working to slowly unpick the devolution settlement until it has sufficiently backslid. I don't think they'd ever be daft enough to try and abolish Holyrood, but they certainly have their greedy eyes on some of the advances in power that the Scottish Parliament has made. Meanwhile, UK ministers are saying that they believe Boris Johnson is likely to be elected again for a second term, something all the polls back up as Labour continue to be a pointless mess. Ten years of the Tories. We've had ten years of the Tories and are set for almost another decade of them. And Scotland had voted against them at every turn and yet here we are, being picked apart. But that does bring us to an end this week. With all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? Falling apart quicker than any hopes that Anna Sarwar might have been the right choice to lead Scottish Labour. See you all again next week.